0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Mary and Tom Show. I'm Tom. I'm Mary. This is our show. Today is Tuesday. Usually we put up a new episode on Monday, so we're already a day late, and this probably will to come out until Wednesday morning. So we're like two days late. But in my defense, yesterday was a holiday, it was Labor Day, and my boss gave me the day off. Right? Right, boss?
1: I, I don't remember doing this. I was doing stuff. Yeah, we we get up, we get the laptops fired up, and we work sometimes until one and two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, on on company business stuff.
0: So this week we'll be releasing table battles. It is our
1: seven
0: eighteenth game. Yeah, seven eighteenth, our seven eighteenth game.
1: No, the eighteenth game. <laughs>
0: As we mentioned in our previous podcast, we will have it available in limited quantities to start because we're waiting on a shipment of additional wood
1: bits. I hope our mail lady brings it up to the door because she made you go get it. She probably made you go day. get it again. are two boxes. Well, if we're not here, there are two boxes. Oh there are two God. boxes. If we're not here, she may not bring it up. And then we'll have to go over to the post office and pick it up. And you'll hurt your back again. Dang that mail lady.
0: Yeah. So, while we're waiting on that, we're going to start taking orders, but we might run out of copies sooner rather than later. So, you probably want to get your order in as soon as we start taking orders, unless you feel like waiting, which I mean, waiting's fine too. But some people are still pretty curious about how the game works. I uh, have trouble getting a hold of it with just the rules and what information is already out there. So, last week we uploaded to Board Game Geek a play example that takes you through about seven turns of a sample game, lets so you see how the mechanics work together unless you see how some of the strategies and some of the tactics work in the game. Uh, So I encourage you to check that out. We'll also be putting that on the blog on Friday, I think, as a blog post. So you can also read it there. And we have a couple blog posts about uh, development of the game and the cover design of the, the game and all that. The other game we mentioned on our podcast last week was 4X. And I may have mentioned a mild heart attack I was having about it. And... Some very nice folks, a lot of you very nice folks, have told us how interested you are in the game, which has certainly alleviated some of that stress and worry. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you very much.
1: I'll tell you, that big number is starting to get me. (laughs) I'm getting a bit shaky now. We'll be okay. Yes, we will, but I'm...
0: So there's been a lot of interest expressed in forex. A lot of questions on forums, on Board Game Geek, and in Facebook groups, and on something called the Reddit, which I'm still not sure how that works. My relationship to Reddit is kind of like the way people's relationship is to Board Game Geek or constant World when they first start out, where it's like, what is this thing? How does it work? How is it organized? I don't, I don't get it. Maybe I'll get it eventually. I eventually got BGG. I eventually got CSW.
1: All I know is it's red and it's an it.
0: So the general update with 4X is we're going to be buying the card soon and getting the proof copy soon. We're still going through the final, final, final proofing of the rules because the game, the game is very simple mechanically. But how the mechanics interact is kind of opaque in a way that's similar in some respects to an infamous traffic. I know a lot of people didn't necessarily have trouble with the mechanics of infamous traffic, but with the tools that were available to you, as it were, but weren't quite sure how to use those tools. And that's one thing Cole did with the revision of the rules that should be available shortly. He made it easier to to connect the dots, as it were. So with 4X, we want to make sure all those dots are connected in the first place as much as is feasible and as makes sense for the game because part of the appeal of the game is you really come at everything sideways. Every interaction is kind of an indirect interaction.
1: I'm, I'm hoping we caught everything. You know, usually when we go through it umpteen times, we catch stuff. We still miss stuff, but hey. I'm familiar enough with the game that from... All those times I played it before that I'm worried I didn't catch stuff, how it was worded.
0: Yeah, well, that's why we're having a couple people look at it. But it's, it's such a simple game. I mean, the actual text of the rules is about five and a half pages. The rules are simple enough. We hopefully didn't get too much wrong. You know. Well,
1: it's not so much getting it wrong. It's was it worded well enough for people to, to get it right away.
0: In a way that communicates. Yeah. You know. Now, we've also had a lot of interest in 4X from people in Europe uh, who want to know how how they get a hold of the game. And this kind of happened with Traffic as well, where when we have a game that appeals to, I mean, I want to say a broader audience, but they're really super-ditch games on the other hand. But it's a broader audience than our kind of core base of Hex Encounter gamers. That broader audience is like, what is this game? Where does this company come from? What's going on here? When's it going to be in stores? When's the Kickstarter? Is it going to be at Essen? What kind of mounted map are you going to have? It's not going to be mounted, guys. (laughs) I'm sorry. Um, And so we had to kind of damper down their expectations. It it reminds me to a degree of Winsome Games when he releases a new or announces a new Essen set is he's very careful to say, if you haven't had a Winsome Game before, here is what you should expect from it. You're going to get this paper map with these cubes and these paper stocks in this plastic clamshell
1: but really great games really great games
0: yeah Yeah, the gameplay is 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 what's there now they
1: don't look so hot but they're they're a whole lot of fun to play I still freak out with with paper maps I, I remember one of the first games you wanted to get you want to pay $80 and it it's not even a mounted board it's it's a paper map and it's got these really thin counters with little, little cardboard chits here. No, but look at these nail N-O. symbols, Mary. Definitely, no.
0: Now you don't freak out about paper maps for our games, though. No, there it's okay. we okay.
1: The, that, no, we weren't printing at that time. But you said you said you still. Oh. Well, not our games. No, <laughs> other people's <laughs> games. <laughs> I don't freak out about. It. Yes, oh. I understand. Um, no, I still freak out about that. Ours aren't that expensive. I mean, I go into the store, I lift the box. Is this heavy enough? Okay, it might be worth $70. Yeah, it depends, depends on
0: the gameplay, too. I go by weight. You go by weight. <laughs> I, I, I go by, you know, what what's in this game, you know? I think when we have a game that has a broader appeal, the way Forex does or the way Traffic did, we have people looking at us for the first time who aren't familiar with us and so by default they kind of assume that we're a quote-unquote normal publisher so they're not familiar with us as being a war game publisher as being print on demand small volume publisher they have expectations of us as being normal so they expect certain things with the components they expect us to have European distribution
1: of course it doesn't help that our name's Hollandspiel. we still get people who think we're Dutch They were located in the Netherlands. But Holland is actually my dad's family's name, and they were from Ireland. His grandparents were from Mm -hmm. Ireland, and their name was Holland. Hollandspiel was the name we chose for the Euro company that we were going to do Mm -hmm. before.
0: And we stuck with it. Yeah. For the War Games. For the War Games. Which is fine, because I think that allows us to do both war games and these kind of heavier weird games and there's not an expectation there if if our company name was blood and guts games or, or something really like aggressive and military forex would look really weird in our catalog as Holland people it doesn't look that weird the other expectation people have of us assuming that we are a normal company is that we'll be at tom's
1: doing air quotes
0: Yes. Uh, Is that we'll be at conventions, especially Essen. And, you know, we we won't be at Essen. I don't even have a passport. So, I mean, I I cannot literally go to Essen, even if suddenly money fell into our lap and we wanted to go. Now, we're planning on going to more conventions next year. I don't think Essen will be one of them. They're probably more war game-focused conventions. Now, this weekend... We should actually be going to Davecon in Lansing, which is geographically close to us. Our plan is to go at any rate. It's not too far to drive. Going as ourselves, not as the company. Finally, before we go, we should talk about Bitskrieg, the other game we have come out in October besides Forex. This is the tiny tank battle game for Grognards and their Grog Kids. We just released the cover of it, which is kind of a parody or homage to Panzerblitz. It's a really cute cover, I think.
1: It is. It's extremely cute.
0: The, the You have the big tank and the baby tank. Oh, baby and, tank! Yeah, because Panzerblitz for a lot of people was their first war game. And this one, Bitskrieg, which you can play with your kid or your grandkid, could be their first war game. And maybe 20, 30 years from now, people will be talking about how Bits creed got them into, into the hobby, and that would be wonderful. Yes, it would. Try and get kids into the hobby while still having enough crunchiness, enough strategy, and tactics so that adults can get into it and have a good time. And it is very thinky, there is a lot to take into account and a lot of trickiness. So it's not just like a pushover game. The rules are light enough where you can play it with a kid. But there is enough there to sustain play with another adult. So we're really excited about that. And
1: Uh, there are optional rules or advanced rules? There
0: are, yep, which just layer on a bit more Chrome and a bit more complexity to the game. In addition, I should mention, and this is going to be really funny after our long discussion about 4X and Infamous Traffic, that Creek has a mounted map. (laughs) 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 Because there are... So few counters, we were able to, on the same counter sheet, one sheet of counters, also have the board, which is like six and a half feet by... uh, Inches, not feet. Oh, my God. God. That's in the World Flames territory there. Uh, It's six and a half inches by six and a half inches the board was a small board small compact game um so we're able to make the the map out of the same material the 3x board yeah, 3x board yeah. that we use for the counters this one has a mounted map guys don't don't count us doing this a lot because it significantly would add to the price of the game like we could do a you know mounted board for something like agricola but that's going to add 15 20 bucks to the price of the game so it doesn't make any sense but in this case because we're just paying for one sheet It has all the counters on it it has the board on it we'd be paying for that one sheet anyway it keeps the price down so it's it's manageable at a nice price point so so i think we've gabbed enough for today
1: yep i'm sure have bye everybody bye